to the Randomonium Podcast. Yeah, I'm Danny Gula. And I'm John Stumm. And this is something we like to do where we talk about a little bit of the past, a little bit of the present, and a little bit of the future. Yep. We each bring a little slice from one of those periods of time, and the other person doesn't know what the other person has brought. Yeah, and some of our patrons get to submit some of the stuff as well, so if you want to get in on the game, head over to uh, patreon.com slash randomonium show. Become a patron for as little as a dollar a month and support this show, and you can get in on submitting ideas, voting for... On the ground floor. That's right, that's right. We're building something here. We're getting there. We're going places. Uh, Before we get into everything, I want to talk about our wonderful sponsor. Ah, yes. Um, Do you hate doing things... When they're supposed to be done. All the time. Then I should recommend to you procrastination. Ah. Procrastination is a great way to do things, but later. We're sponsored by procrastination? Yeah. Wow, I didn't think they would ever call. No, they did. They wow. did. They did. They did call. They're a global corporation. They um, affect millions of people. Yeah, it took them a while, yeah. but they eventually called. Wow, it, it did um, take them a while. They got there, yeah. Um, we've been working on this podcast for a few weeks now, and this this show yep. in general, you know, started on YouTube. Yeah. Um, into this mega uh, media conglomerate we are now. <laughs> like we said, we're building something. Anyways, here. thank you to Procrastination. Oh, big sponsor, big sponsor. We finally made it. All right, you ready to go to the past? Let's dive back into the past. Let's do it. I'm bringing the past for you today, John. Uh, are you familiar with a young man named Herman Webster Mudgett? Mr. Mudgett? Mr. Mudgett. You I, might know him by a different name. Okay, I was going to say, I don't know a Mudgett. Dr. Henry Howard Holmes, or H.H. H. Holmes. H.H. H. Holmes? Yeah, are you familiar with him? I'm still not familiar. You can tell he's from the past because he, oh, he yeah. goes by H.H. H. H. Like, H. A lot of people don't go by their <laughs> first two initials. Ah, uh, Mr. Um, DJ Gula, and I'm uh, Mr. J.H. Well, well, DJ's not unheard of these days, but yeah, like... That's true. But J.H. But, would be a- but DJs are usually... Well, H.H. Holmes, you've probably heard of him, America's first serial killer. Are you familiar with him at all? I'm not familiar with America's first... Since we're getting close to Halloween, Halloween's on Wednesday, recording this on Sunday night. Yes. I thought it'd be appropriate to talk about something a little spooky that's happened. Okay. And it is straight up out of a horror movie. Really? And I'm surprised you haven't heard of him. He's a pretty famous dude. H.H. Holmes. Do you know where it happened? No. Chicago. Ooh, the that's, that's Chicago nearby. World's Fair. That's pretty close to us. Uh, in, what was it, 1893 was when the World's Fair was in Chicago. Okay. Um, I'm already creeped out. He built this hotel. He had this whole thing, like he went to medical school, like he's, he had all kinds of weird, like he was breaking laws left and right, yeah. stealing people's money, tax evasion, he's really crooked dude. Sure. But he, wa- he w- lived in the south side of Chicago and he worked at this, uh, I think it was like a pharmacy or something like that, uh-huh. and across the street from this pharmacy off of 63rd Street was a vacant lot okay. that he bought. And what he built on this lot was a multi-use building. So like first floors were just pretty typical city thing where there's shops and businesses on the first floor. Right. Um, but then there were apartments and there was like a hotel. But this was a creepy murder hotel. And he capitalized on the fact that the World's Fair was there and you could just get people who just like showed up to the world's fair yeah and want to do this like wanted like need a place to stay so he built this hotel and this hotel had stairs that went nowhere 
like it had in its stairs that would go nowhere. The lo- the walls were lined with I think iron. Yeah. They were I- lined with metal to keep the whole thing soundproof. There were trap doors in rooms. Uh, there were rooms with hidden gas chambers to just start gassing people to kill them. There were what? like these trap doors that would lead to places where, uh, if you realized what was going on, uh, you would fall into the basement, like two, three stories down in the basement, break your legs. And in the basement, he had vats of acid to dissolve bodies, uh, a human sized furnace to burn, to cremate people. Um, cause he would dispose of the bodies. They just found a big pile of ashes and in the ashes, they could find a single like woman's bracelet, gold bracelet in there. Um, he killed all these people and he would sell like their bones to the medical schools and stuff because he could profit off of that. Um, he had, this is so creepy. So like people would go into this and if you found out what was going on, you weren't getting out. He made the thing like a maze, like literally like stairwells went to nothing. You'd open a door brick. The door just opened to nothing. He built it by like hiring different contractors for part of it and then firing them before they like got that was wise. my question yeah. who was building this and not reporting him multiple people and so he just like kept it all shady yep. and moved some things around yep. and fired and hired and yep oh my gosh so, was he killing just indiscriminately like was he just uh, like they think he started with people that may have worked for him okay. like so some of the women that like worked for the the hotel yeah um, but like they're not really sure everything like of, of the people that he killed but he was crazy crazy man and uh, he had the whole place wired up to an alarm system so if you got up out of your bed it would alert him an alarm in his room would go off if you exited your room an alarm would go off if you went what? into the hallway like so he knew where you were based off of being in his room he had like a trap door in his room like a hidden room and a trap door that would go down to like a different area the he the castle was completed in 1892, and by 1894, the police were, like, kind of exploring it and figuring out what was going on. But they were, like, so confused as to what was going on because there were hinged walls, false partitions. Some doors had five – or some rooms had five doors in them. Some rooms had no doors. Um, there was all kinds of hidden chambers underneath. I have actual chills. Yeah, it was crazy. His The, the trap door in his, room, in his office – it was, like, in the bathroom of his, like, apartment area – it, uh, it went to a staircase which led to a windowless cubicle and in that cubicle there was a large chute that tunneled through to the basement Oof. so he could like if he got to you and he'd just drop you down that hole Oof. yeah but like the weird thing is is he would just like the, there was like a room that was lined with gas fixtures like all these different things in there that would leak gas out and he would just seal them in flip a switch and just wait he claims to have killed 27 people he claims yeah so he he's confessed not... to 27 murders wow now, not all of them were accurate because he's kind of he was kind of a crazy dude. So some of those people were actually still alive. They don't know. It's been reported he might have killed up to two hundred people. What? Um, now that's like that's not, that's not really sure. Uh, there was like nine or eight that he was convicted of. I think uh, nine nine known victims. Uh, but his estimates are between twenty and two hundred people that they think he might have killed. That's a big range. So but he he went to medical school. One is too many. Let's be honest. And was fascinated with all this weird stuff. He would like do weird things like playing with bodies and stuff when he was in medical school. So he just got like fascinated with like sewing these weird Frankenstein people together. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was also he was a con man. At one point, yeah, he, at one point he was married to three different women. Like so, he was a smooth guy, and that's kind of how he got people in. Yeah, there. I was gonna say like because it wasn't like, really ever functioning as a hotel. Yeah, he yeah. would kind of like smooth talk his way into having people come in there frequently. Ladies, wow. Uh, so it, he's children cre- too. Children, he killed children. He killed too. children too. Yeah. So he's a creep. He's extremely smart. Yeah. 
and just really like attention to detail, like to wire up all the beds and like yeah. to put all this thought into like trapdoors and stuff like that is that's very calculated. Yeah, he was a, he was a really smart guy. He went to medical school. Yeah, um, he was just absolutely crazy. Wow, that's that's really creepy to think that there are people of that high intelligence that are capable of doing things yeah. like that. And he was getting away with it. Um, uh, building's not there anymore, though, unfortunately. It burned down. I was going to say, that would be really um, interesting to see this place. Not it, The inside of it burned out and it, stayed, it stood up for a while, but now it's like a post office there. No, it's in the south side of Chicago. Whew. Weird, though. Like, that actually all happened. Like, that's straight up out of a weird horror movie. Where, yeah. Like, you're going into, like, somebody built this crazy murder. Like, they called it a murder hotel. Yeah, I feel like I've read that novel. That's like a like there a Sherlock is, there Holmes. There is a or... book about it. Um, really, there, there's been a bunch of things about it, but uh, I'm he, sure. Uh, I, there's a book that was about. It. I forget what it was called, um, but he's um, they're they're making a movie about it. Supposedly Scorsese's gonna do it. Jeez. But uh, yeah, it was crazy. He, the the crime that got him was actually crazy. He made his uh, friend fake his death to collect insurance money, and then he decided to kill him and his kids. <sighs> he claimed. The devil was in him. Like, he couldn't help it. He said he liked killing in the same way that an artist loves to create. Like, you just can't change it. Like, that's just who he is. And yeah, people, nope, nope, pe- nope, nope, people nope. bought into it. There was a lot of weird stuff that went on after that. Um, the After that? That wasn't even the weird stuff? That, there's No, there's, there's all kinds of weird, creepy stuff. So, like, the, um, the DA that prosecuted him, yeah. the office burned down. The only thing survived the, the fire was a picture of H.H. H. Holmes. Maybe he was the devil. Have, has anybody ever considered that? Nobody's cons- nobody's taking care of that. Now, I did read it. I didn't ever find it, the results of it, so I'm, I'm really to define this out sometime, but um, there were rumors that he he actually conned his way out of being hung, and it was somebody else that was hung. Yeah, see, that that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, yeah, that that's that sounds likely now. He's got descendants, though, and they, they wanted his body exhumed so they could do DNA evidence to see if he, was really, if he survived or not. Did they do that? I don't know if they did. I don't oh. know if they ever got around to it. I did not know about H.H. H. Holmes. That That is really creepy. There's so much information on it. It's fascinating to read about. Like, yeah, I'm surprised that he's not, like, I mean, maybe he is more famous, and I'm just, I just, I'm ignorant. But, okay. like, I feel like there should be, I mean, I'm glad they're making a movie, because I want to yeah. see this now. Yeah, I know. Uh, if, if, if Scorsese maybe. makes it even better, yeah. I'll see this alone. My wife would never watch they're this They're thinking, uh, I, rumor on the street is Leo's going to play Oh, H. H. well, it's, if it's Scorsese, then it's going to be DiCaprio, yeah. for sure. They're, they're like, buddies. Yeah, they're, they're, they're best buds. Frightening. Right. Actually happened. Well, let's go to something a little more positive in the present. Let's do it. Uh, so out of the creepy Whew. and into the present, which yeah. is could be creepy because it's getting close to Halloween. It is close to Halloween. You said it was happy we're going to be talking yes, about. Yes, this is happy. This is good news. This is good stuff. Okay, This so came from our patrons, This right? came from Patreon, yep. Okay. So um, we got sent an article from our friend April, yeah. and she said, hey, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on, on this article. It's from the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. It's about a man named Jason Corning. Ah, J- Jason Corning. Not, you don't know Jason Corning, no. do you? Okay, I was going to say... <laughs> He's no, he's no H.H. H. Holmes. No, he's no H.H. H. Holmes. No, he's actually a really good guy. Jason Corning was born deaf and blind, okay? Or at least mostly. He can actually see a little bit um, uh, with like a giant like magnifying, magnified um, you know, view. But um, he's legally deaf and blind. And so he uh, is starting a business. He has started a business, left okay. his full-time job. His new business is going around uh, the country and trying to help other businesses become more um, 
uh, accommodating for oh. people that are deaf and blind, for the deaf blind community. Yeah. So um, I thought that was a really cool thing. So he uses cochlear implants and yeah. he's got some special glasses. He has a um, service dog. Um, but uh, it's one of the things you don't really think about it. So I wanted to just kind of like talk about that too. Like, yeah, you, you think we we are very privileged to be able to see and to be able to hear, um, but not everyone has that privilege. Yeah. And so there's a there's a large community that has to use um, American Sign Language mm-hmm. or um, pro tactile, the pro tactile method, hmm. which is like touching. It's like involves like some touching. So the, the way they described it in this uh, this article is like. The guy, the reporter, was like nodding. So then someone would like, um, like do like an up and down movement on the guy's on on Jason Corning's arm mm-hmm. to like show him like, oh, he's he's nodding. Like so, it's like kind of represents some like body movements and oh, facial okay. expressions and stuff like that. that so it's like somebody there that helps you. Yeah. So this was okay. a guy that was helping him. Yeah. So anyway, all that to say, like, I'm learning a lot about the deafblind community just through this article. It kind of linked me out to some other things too. Um, one of the things that the article uh, talked about was this new Starbucks um, that opened up. Not in Mexico. Oh, not the one in Mexico. I thought there was one in Mexico where everybody there signs. There, uh, there might be one in Mexico too, but oh, there's, was... this one is in Washington D.C. Uh-huh. And it said it was the first one like this, so maybe oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's the first one. Maybe... maybe it's the first one in the country in yeah. the U.S. I don't know, but anyway, there's this one in in Washington D.C. that opened up just like a few blocks from this university for um, hmm. for the deaf, and. Everyone that works there is, they can speak sign language. I think a lot of them are deaf, um, maybe most of them. The manager, the like the uh, mm-hmm. actual manager of that store is, which is like very rare. Um, and they have like very accommodating things in the stores. Like you can order um, on like touch screens yeah. and you can see like on big screens when your order is ready. Um, they like des- redesigned the architecture a little bit and sure. I actually saw some pictures and it's not really like a crazy redesign. You wouldn't even really know it if you just walked into the Starbucks. You wouldn't be like, this is so different. It looks pretty normal, but they redesigned it to be like more line of sight and open for people to be able to see. Yeah. Because they said that like high top tables are kind of, they can kind of block views and stuff like that. So anyway, um, I thought it was really interesting that like that this guy is dedicating his life to and his, you know, his business to... Um, like empowering people that have this disability, which I think is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I think, and I could imagine some of his time, because I've had some, I've been worked at some places where people like that have come in, and I imagine a lot of his time is just spent like educating people yeah. on like how to handle the situation. Because like, luckily, we live in a, in a very technologically advanced time period and a very uh, privileged nation where we actually have access to a lot of things. Like, and from my interactions when I used to work retail, was like having that smartphone in my pocket was super beneficial. And you could ask people like, is this, would this be a, an easier way for you to communicate than mm-hmm. trying to read my lips? Yeah. Or, um, cause I, I, I don't sign. And like, you, I'd have people who would do that. Like they'd come in they'd be like, Hey, do you have something to write down? with?" Oh, or so you would like hand them a phone and they would type on mm-hmm. it or something. That's cool. And we'd just like hand the phone back and forth and, yeah. and, and then type a conversation in like the notes app. That's cool. Um, and that was just like their advice. Like my, the thing I was always taught was just they, that people with disabilities don't want to be treated differently. Right. They'll let you know yeah. when they need yeah. some assistance and, or something special. Because, yeah, a lot of those people have to learn to live in, in the same world that we all live in, so they have to adapt. Right. And the adapt the adapting is, I mean, I imagine it can be incredibly hard. Like, I also read this statistic in this article that the deaf community is under, the underemployment rate. So the unemployment slash underemployment mm-hmm. rate is at 70%. Really? Which is mind-blowing to me. That's fascinating. And if you think about that, like, that's got to just be because it's just really difficult. We just... In most ways, we don't accommodate for deaf blind. Yeah. Do um do you get do they collect disability? 
I, don't I would know. imagine, I don't right? Know. Maybe. Yeah. It's so a good chance. There's got to be something helping, right. helping out, right? Yeah, I mean, if the underemployment rate is that high. That's that's high. That's tough. So, what's yeah, that's just really cool that they're starting to do this. Like, the Starbucks is behind that. And um, that anyway, that, this guy's not connected to that Starbucks, but that was just an example of yeah. a business that is doing this yeah. well. And he's trying to do that to more businesses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just got me thinking about like the the work that we do making mm-hmm. videos. It's actually YouTube has a they make it relatively easy to be able to do like um, you know s- like subtitles on your videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can even like hire that out. You can put in you can you can hire someone to type in all of the the um, exact words that you're saying instead of yeah. trying to interpret it. Right. Yeah. Yep. So there's some ways that you can do it with video, um, and just kind of got me thinking like how that can apply to all different kinds of work. And uh, yeah. It's the um, yeah, because the blind one always seems really interesting. Like I knew a guy um, who worked at an Apple store, and he was completely blind, and he sold things on the sale floor. Wow, that's what he did. Um, and the and was the he app- born blind? Uh, yes. Wow. So he's never seen these products. He's never seen them. Yeah. And uh, the phones are actually really interesting for for blind people. Like they have modes where you can turn it on where it speaks to you as you're tapping things. Right. Have you seen, by the way, um, like videos of people getting cochlear implants for the first and, like, time, hearing things for the first yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, I I, 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 that's one of the things that gets me to cry. Oh gosh, I don't cry a lot, but I'm like, oh, they're hearing for the first time. It's incredible. Like, and then like little kids who hear their mom's voice for the first time, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, yeah, it's tearjerker right there. Just real you, YouTube cochlear implants if you want to get a, get a good cry out. Yeah, yeah, that and um people seeing color for the first time oh the yeah color, those, those glasses yeah glasses. They put, yeah they put on those glasses for the people that are colorblind i want to try those because i'm not that colorblind but like yeah. I'm, I'm i'm i really have no concept of how colorblind i am other than i know i'm not that i don't have that extreme case of colorblindness but i would just love to see like what does the world look like like because maybe everything's way different mm-hmm. i don't know like like I, I can identify colors but like they're they look different like that's what i would see like, like everything's so bright and like it's like walking into uh the Wizard of Oz, you know. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, the cochlear implant technology, the uh, colorblind glasses, yeah. are super cool technology, which leads me to the future segment. Are you ready to talk about the future and technology? Let's do it. Into the future. The future. Into the year no, two thousand. No. No, Come on, we can't. Like you can't quit on that so fast. Like we can't do that in every episode, man. Yeah, we can. We can't, but that's just stealing Conan's bit. We can't do that. He stopped it. <laughs> Did he? He doesn't do that bit anymore. <laughs> into the year twenty eighteen. All right. Well, we're into the future. While we're talking about the future, and we're talking about technology. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about something that may get you a little fired up. It's about robots, isn't it? It's not about robots. Is it about AI? Well, I mean, maybe there's robots and AI involved. Let me just ask the question, all right? <laughs> it's going to be like a running gag on this show. Is Tanny talking about robots? I didn't even consider that. We talk about the future so much, how often it's going to come up that Danny has a fear of a robot or AI <laughs> uprising. It's it's all the time. You're constantly afraid of this, but that's not I'm what we're talking I'm about I'm not afraid. I'm just constantly prepared. All right. Well, it's kind of six of one, half a dozen of the other. All right. So... When, okay, we're, we're almost to Halloween. Yeah. We're just about to Halloween. Mm-hmm. 2018 is the year, which means we're coming up on the midterm elections. Scary. Scary. Uh, it's not a presidential election, so it's not quite like 
the big one, but yeah. it's it's an important one. It's an important time to vote here in America. It is. It's always an important time to vote. Why can't we vote with our phones over the internet? Why is there no app that lets us just, I want that guy and her and then that guy and then, yep, no, I'm done voting. That would be incredible. From the convenience Somebody's of your, doing it, your pajamas no. in your bed. I want to do that. Why can't we do that? That's the question. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. Everybody wants to know this. Not everybody, but... Okay, I thought you were saying, like, somebody's get looking into this. I was like, what's happening? Well, a, a lot my of people, hopes are up. A lot, a lot of people want to do this. This, yeah. is, this is why I bring it up, because I'm not alone. I've been saying this for years. Of course, I'm not alone. A lot of people want to vote online, because we do everything online. We yeah. shop online. Sure. We bank online. We pay order... Our taxes online. We pay our taxes online. That's true. We order t- uh, Ubers online. We... Yeah. You know, watch YouTube videos online. You're probably listening. To, you are listening to this podcast yeah. because of the power of the internet. You've definitely not like somebody's recorded it onto a tape and like mailed it to you. Like this, you've used if, this online. If you're listening to this podcast on a tape, please, please record. I want to see that. I want to. I want to see how that's happening. Yeah, you need to post that. Yeah. Uh, why don't we do that? I would say the conservative uh, complaint would be, how do we keep voter fraud uh, away? Because like the complaint, the the claim now is that every year there's tons of voter fraud and people, dead people are voting and all this stuff. And right. um, so there's people uh, instituting all kinds of voter ID laws and things like that. So so if the Russians are already hacking U.S. voting systems, how much worse will it be if everyone votes online? Well, they're not hacking the voting systems per se. That's true. Um, they're hacking our culture. <laughs> like, that's really the best way to say it. Like, that's, that's true. They are. What, what's that thing about what they did with Star Wars? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll get there. We'll, we'll get there because like they voted they they hacked um well they hacked emails i guess they did that but they didn't hack the actual voting system but they it was mostly like a propaganda thing right they would create these fake accounts to encourage things and like and people to say like fake accounts that would go and say things but they recently just found out they hacked star wars like uh the last jedi was not as terrible movie like everybody like thinks it was this horrible movie and had all this horrible backlash but it's only because the russians like created a ton of fake accounts to make it look bad because they want to create this um, they're trying to create this whole idea that like America is just like divisive, oh, we're divided, and nobody's happy. It's, yeah, yeah. They've ru- they've ruined Star Wars. I don't really know why. I heard that story too. So I don't really know why they chose Star Wars to you know to make it like yeah. this big thing. But yeah. So if there are if there's meddling, let's call it Russian meddling. Yeah, there is meddling. Then how much worse would it be in a, in an election? Now, no, I, I think the rebuttal to your argument that yes, you can pay your taxes online. So why can't you vote online? Is that like nobody's hacking your taxes? Like, you know, like why? The advantage to hacking it, uh, an election would be much greater. Like, some outside, some foreign power would be able to, you know, we're the potentially the most powerful nation in the world. Um, if they hacked our election, they can really change things. I mean, things. identities are one of the most valuable things in the world. Yeah. And if you hack people's taxes, you have access to their entire identity. Sure. So I think that I think that's why you would say like I mean I think it's I think some things like that have happened before too but I think uh, it definitely is a possibility but I don't think it's a greater possibility than it already is like there like I think that argument would be also like they're already jacking with our elections yeah so why couldn't we just kind of try to move forward and find the most secure way we can do it because if it in my the the ends justify the means like. If we got more people voting, yes, awesome. Like, yep. that's worth the risk, in my opinion, because non we have an abysmal voter turnout. Like, it's, it's terrible, especially compared to like Sweden. 
which has like 82 percent voter turnout and we have like it's in the 80s for sure we have like 50 percent turnout yeah have you ever heard of a little country called estonia i have heard of estonia that's where um in the hit movie encino man starring paulie shore and uh uh the guy from the mummy uh what's his name brendan fraser yeah thank you paulie shore brendan fraser and uh frodo's friend samwise Gamgee. That's not his real name. But I know, but that guy. Uh-huh. Uh, Rudy. In, in, Rudy, in the movie Encino Man, uh, <laughs> when people were curious where the caveman that was living in the, with them was from, they would say Estonia because he was from the Stone Age. Uh, that's that's how you know of Estonia. That's, that's how I know of Estonia of, is because of the movie Encino the Man. The joke in Encino Man. Well, it's a real country, Estonia. Yeah. And they vote online. They've Estonia? Been, they've been doing it since 2005. Isn't that a dinky little Eastern European country? It's a dinky... Well, I'm not going to say dinky. I don't really know if that's derogatory. Dinky? If it, no, just physically small. small. It's yeah, small. Yeah. It's got a small population. It's got a small geographical size in relation to... Couldn't they just yell like, Who are you voting for? That's very unsecure. But yeah, okay. So what they do is basically they give every citizen uh, like a card with a chip in it, like a credit card. Yeah. With a chip. And you can do a lot of things that way. You can, you know, a lot of government business and whatever. And you can, I think, I don't really know all all of the things they can do, but they've been doing it for a while. And so far they haven't really reported any major problems. Now, the people that... That, that say you this is why you can't vote online in America that's never gonna happen those those people say well you can't look at Estonia because they have a population of like a million and we have a population of like 250 million or 300 million or whatever it is that's anybody's complaint anytime you try to take anything successful from another country is like you can't <laughs> compare because it's not the same it's right like, no but I know it's just a sample size it's like, just yeah you got to scale just, it up a little bit started some, somewhere yeah okay here's how I look at it I'm fully for online voting and i get that there's like a ton of risks but i look at it almost exactly like electric cars or sorry not electric cars but um autonomous cars yeah if you look at online voting in in the same way as autonomous cars there's enormous risk in getting into a car that doesn't have a driver right like right now that seems crazy in 2018 that seems insane to get into a car even if there's a person sitting in the driver's seat and they're not holding the driver the steering wheel you're like this is scary I don't trust that this car is right. going to be able to change lanes and weave through traffic. Like we're, we're getting, but we're going there. That's where it's, that's the direction the technology is going right. because the benefits far outweigh the, as long as we do it responsibly, the benefits are huge. Right. Like computers don't get tired. They don't get drunk. They don't text. I mean, at least not yet. Let's go back to the robot uprising. Maybe they'll start doing some of those things. Well, the, the robots can do all those things. If they wanted to. That's true, but they can but they can do them well yeah, exactly. They can do them perfectly while driving perfectly. So robots computers are way better at driving than humans are. Um so that's why it makes more sense to get the technology to the point where we can trust a vehicle and it's gonna do a better job than us. And then we're gonna start saving a lot of lives. Yeah. Because a lot of people die on the road because humans are terrible drivers. Now back to voting though. Back to voting, same thing. Right now it seems we're, we're kind of far we're further behind than sure. the self-driving oh, yeah. cars thing like it seems crazy right now to be able to just open up an app and be like i'm voting for him and this person and so and so uh because yeah like it could be hacked or um whatever it's just it's just not something we've ever done people yeah. feel like you have to go into this little booth and punch a ticket or whatever well, you get a sticker that's true you do get a sticker um but it seems crazy to do it on your phone yeah but the potential like you said is huge you would you could potentially get way way more people to vote if it was so simple to just pull out your phone and do it like people do like like you check your instagram yeah i think i'll vote today (laughs) open up the voting app and do it like 
I mean, everyone's got a smart, well, not everyone's got a smartphone. That's, that's a little bit, you know, you can't really assume that, but to, yeah. to at least allow people to do it. Yeah. You want to know why I feel like we're not doing it? Why? You want me to get there? Let's go there. They don't want it to make it. They don't want more people to vote. That was the sound of me like doing a mind exploding. Why? Why? Who's they? The people who are being elected. The, okay. So the politicians. the politicians don't want more people to vote. Like, really, when you think about it, because right oh, now yeah. there's a system yeah. in play. And they've got their careers it, to think about. And it's a game that is played. Like, it's not, like, it's not try to get the most votes. It's try to get the right votes. Right. Um, and that works based off of the current system, off of how many people vote. Mm -hmm. So you start skyrocketing up the voter turnout. Now things are changing, especially because there's a lot of, like, there's different subsets of our society that vote less than others. Right. Uh, young um, people are terrible. Young people are terrible. Uh, older people are better yep. at voting. So, like, a lot of people don't want all the young people voting because if all the young people vote, that's going to change the vote and how they go. And right now there's a whole system set in place. I mean, you, gerrymandering is not a secret. It still happens to this day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's no reason to change it because they all still want to stay in power. We don't have term limits. We don't have any of that. So they want to stay in there. Mm -hmm. And that's my opinion. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty jaded about the whole... Uh, Con Con we'll just say Congress in general, yeah. like how it works. The fact that they all govern themselves is insane. Uh, and that's never going to change as long as they can keep doing that. Yep. As long as they need to keep their job and keep their pensions and everything, like they're not going to, they're not going to shake things up to the point where they could potentially be losing all of that. Yeah. You look at the last few elections as an example. Um, the presidents that have won frequently aren't, the presidents that most people wanted right like not even just saying most people like if you pull most people like like they're not the presidents who won right they didn't the win vote the elect, they didn't the, win the vote the popular vote right um but they won the right votes right in the right states so it's just a game it's, it's a, game. a game that they know how to play yep and you start changing the rules of that game now nobody knows how to play mm -hmm. uh, and so there, there's no there's no incentive for for them to pass laws like that or to really do any major voter reform it's true. Well, that'll wrap up this segment. <laughs> we keep ending on such downers on this podcast. Like, we start so fun. Not today was fun. Today started with murderers. And, Dark and chilling. And Yeah, but it's Halloween. We should end on a scary note. Yeah. You're never going to get to vote the way you want. That's good. The government's out to get you. Yeah, I like this voice. Um, maybe, maybe hit our sponsor again in that voice. Procrastination. Finish what you need to finish now, but later. What? That's, that's their slogan. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Procrastination. Finish what you need to finish now, just later. Oh, I see. Okay, now I get it. Okay. It made sense in the normal voice. I yeah. think the scary voice kind of threw me off. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll just chop that out. With the... <laughs> it's going to get cut out. All right. Well, this, uh, again, this is Randomonium Podcast is kind of connected to our, our YouTube channel, Randomonium, yeah. uh, on YouTube. So check us out there. We do kind of some off the wall weird crazy stuff uh, every week and um we're coming at you all the time so check us out on youtube if you haven't already thank you for listening to this podcast and yeah um make sure you subscribe if you haven't already yeah so you get them all so for uh randomonium thanks a lot i've been danny gula and i'm john stone see ya